the consequences of an obviously bad idea. Okay. The consequences of an obviously bad idea. I think this is like uh, a weird science, like teen sci-fi kind of one. Okay. okay. A kid genius who's like, is it what they, I mean, so it's like, you know, I'm a cool, I'm a cool kid genius and I've got a plan for a marshmallow making machine. It's going to make lots of, he's got you one of those like machines that he makes his breakfast for every morning. Uh, mm. And he's like, I'm going to make, I'm going to do, uh, do you know what? I'm just doing the plot of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Not food. <laughs> um, but, right, here's the yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. Because the consequences of an obviously bad idea is the plot synopsis of Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So what if <laughs> you start with that? Yeah. And end up with Jurassic Park. And then that now the way we way we shoot this and the way we frame this <laughs> yeah. is all through the is all through Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> He's our expert who we take to oh, yes. the island where this kid's tried to make this. We dress him up like Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is I don't know if you've ever watched Kyle of the Chance Meatballs nope. 2. I haven't done either of those. It's a great film. It is 90% Jurassic Park references. Oh, is it? Yeah. Basically, they go to the the whole island gets taken over by all the food that's come alive that he's made. And they go in and um, uh, Anna Faris's character is is dressed exactly like Laura Dern in Jurassic Park with the pink shirt and and the khaki shorts and the real cool walking boots. Um, And they're going around like uh, trying to... I don't know what they're trying to do. It's something important. So the writers got got there first. They realised that Crowley with a chance of meatballs was already a Jurassic Park. We can't pitch it then, can we? No, we've got to do something. But I think think the kid with a... The, the kid, the kid scientist idea is is a good start. Okay. Yeah. Um, what if you? Uh, what would child Shannon have invented a machine to do? Oh, uh, what would I have invented? So if you, I don't know, I don't know if you were a child genius with scientific inventions. I think it's safe to say that I wasn't. Okay. Um. um so you were. Okay. So what would so you, you have thought? Oh, obvi- a great I idea. obviously would have made a machine that made my drawings come to life. Okay, this is this is perfect Excellent. because like yeah. I think a kid somehow manages to um, uh, invent a machine that gets part of the way there. Yeah. Like, what's the step between between making your drawings come to life and sort of like having your drawings? Do you reckon that they've written a program that brings them to life in the computer? Um, because what I was trying to say mm-hmm. is they win an award for that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Money. Yeah. They they um. Do it like a scan and a drawing, and it makes it into a three D like character yeah. on, the, on the computer. And yeah. then they keep going, like they keep they reinvest that in. They equipment. buy a three D printer. Yeah. And they start like printing them out that way. Okay. Yeah. And then they're like, but it's not real enough. <laughs> um, so they invest in an emotion endowing program mm. uh, to give these three D models emotions. Yeah. And then you end up with just every class. Monsters that hate their creator. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then you end up with Frankenstein. That's yeah. it. <laughs> what are we trying to say with this movie? Does it have to say anything? Yeah, yeah it does. Um, we're saying with this um, movie... That we should squash childlike delight. Yes. Childhood imagination is a plague it's upon dangerous. both of our houses. Mm. Because he's... he's Doing it to try and win over um, his uh, zookeeper parents. 
right. so obsessed with zoo animals and he's like, I'm going to show them, I'm going to make them even better animals than the one they, stupid animals they've got. This he is, loves uh, the this, computers yeah. and they want to go outside all the time. They're always going off on expeditions. Mm. Oh, so, the, so the moral is just love your kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Don't, 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 don't be a dick. Oh, yeah. shit. Right. They, he starts off making these little zoo animals. Yeah. And then he tries to make parents. <gasps> okay. Like a kind of like, um, uh, what's it, Coraline, Coraline. Yeah, I was just thinking of, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Situation where then there is, like, he's made this horrendous, terrifying button parents. Oh, it's <laughs> not quite 3D enough. It's a little bit too flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not quite the right proportions. It, it yeah. keeps trying to pull in through and gaps. It's just like, <laughs> like hitting and the then side of the kitchen. spider person yeah and terrified my little sister yeah where's Tim Burton then? what uh, oh no we can't let we can't give him any more work. yeah I know that's the rule number one of Life's Switch podcast is never give anything you love to Tim Burton yeah why have you seen Charlie the Chocolate Factory I mean I've had this discussion with uh, Tom you might remember having this conversation uh, mm-hmm. not so Tom yeah um which was tingling, tingling away in the back of my neck there. Which is, mm. it was a movie that when it came out and when I watched when I was younger, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I then watched the Gene, um, Gene Wilder, uh, Wilder even? Yeah. Gene mm. Wilder version, and I was like, okay, this one's clearly superior. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I got even older, I then watched the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory again, and I was like, okay, it hasn't got the same effects. But that to me doesn't make it a bad movie. That to me just makes it a movie that hasn't aged well. Mm. I think it's just a bad movie. Like, it, it. At the end of the day, it was meant to be a kids' movie. Yeah. Sure, and I was a kid when I watched it, but like looking back, even it's a musical, right? That's yeah. Charlie Musically, is a musical. Wild. It's horrendous. I don't. I. It, I don't think so. The songs are bad. The mix is. Fucking terrible. Okay, the mix is dodged, but the yeah. songs are the. It's truer to the original book than the Gene Wilder one. Exactly. Which is fine, but like, the, like there the was a reason better. they made some some decisions for that movie because the movie has become potentially more beloved than the book. Yeah. So mm. like, the, they did something marginally. right with that childlike delight, right? Um, yeah. There is for me mm-hmm. the only part of I, like I don't actually care how close it is to the book what I what I care about is like whether or not it sets off certain things uh, that inheriting a chocolate factory should yeah like okay. going into a, a wondrous place there's a moral sure mm. but you don't want to like rest on that yeah that shouldn't be like the nature of the, the part of it like going into a, this factory so you've got um, something that I was very interested in as a kid is like factories that make, make making stuff through all these wild and wonderful techniques. Yeah. Um, super interested in that. I used to draw loads of factories as a kid. Mm. Um, like every room is something different. Like something really like cool. the mansion of like a thousand rooms and each yeah, of them yeah. is a different thing. Yeah. Exactly. Like and then and then the idea that you know it's full of sweets and you can have them. Yeah. Um, those are massive things. But the. Um, in the movie, the reason it was really successful was because, like, every song was really... Um, like, the Umpa Lumpa songs yeah. were super catchy. They all had the same sort of thing, but they all had a different moral to them. Um, really linked that in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas the songs in, in the Tim Burton one 
I just thought were like impossible to hum, right? Oh mate, I, mix, I, I have it in my head right now. In the mix, um, they like the the reason they they, they went for the joke of um, little guys with really low voices. Um, they had a variety of voices. They have that same variety of voices as the original did. Both of them rely on that, like, it's a short person doing a funny voice. Sort of thing. The Umpalumpas in Enjoy Interaction Factory, when they're actually singing. Yeah. Not there. They have one or two lines yeah. where there's like, yeah. that sort of stuff. When they have solos, yeah. fair enough. When they're singing, not the case. In the mix of um, Charlie's Jungle Factory, the lyrics are indecipherable <laughs> and the tune is virtually indecipherable when you watch the movie because of the way that they've like la- layered these high, like artificially pitched up voices or artificially pitched down voices. Mm. Um, it makes okay. it incredibly difficult to access as a as a as a musical piece. Like similarly. To something like uh, Les Mis, the movie, where they just don't bother mixing the voices. For <laughs> I mean, that's going into a different going into a different area. I think just because the Les Mis, the movie, everything, the, the director, like I, I absolutely adore the musical mm. Les Mis. It's my favorite musical of all time, mostly oh, really? for uh, mostly for nostalgic reasons. Uh. My my mother brought me up on that. That was my first musical. Oh, I watched wow. that every day that and river dance when i was a kid see i have that but joe's was an amazing technical dream coat i also had uh joe's and technical dream coat yeah i watched Trash. the movie Love it. and i did not like it but my mother did mm. um my reason why i didn't like it was again music wise yeah um i adore the original songs and the director made some decisions on two main things which i thought that didn't work yeah. first one was he had all of them sing live yeah he didn't have them do it in a studio uh which i get why he tried to do that and yeah. i appreciate the effort but it didn't work it was, it was a movie ad- it was a movie <laughs> yeah. adaptation of a musical yeah uh and the second one uh was that he didn't it felt like he didn't put in the effort in his cast mm. so what he did he basically skipped a couple of efforts and uh, <laughs> uh, a, a couple of steps where he got actors and actresses who could already pre-sing yeah. Yeah. which is fine apart from when you try and get all of these actors and actresses with different types of singing voices yeah. to try do semi-opera yeah. or it's, Broadway, it's Broadway opera, yeah. that was the main problem yeah. with Russell Crowe yeah. he's a fantastic singer and an amazing he's a, he's actor exactly yeah. he's a rock and blues singer yeah. <laughs> and it was him trying to do trying to match Hugh Jackman try, well not, not trying to match like these Broadway mm-hmm. stars yeah. with this level of operatic in it yeah. without being taught it Officially, it is it is a style of singing which you really cannot layer on anything else. You need to learn it from mm. scratch. Yeah. yeah. Hence why you had um, Eddie Redmayne in the movie mm-hmm. who uh, watched the movies a bunch and also didn't really have any music experience yeah. apart from the fact of that he could sing. Yeah. Um, so he had a fresh slate. Yeah. I, I had this with not just Russell Crowe. I had this with... Um, Amanda Seyfried as oh, well yeah. where 
she already has quite a natural vibrato voice mm. but because of the style she was adding on more vibrato and it ended up sounding like a goat strapped to a massage yeah, chair. Yeah, upsetting, wasn't it? It was not <laughs> great. To go back to... But yeah, but connecting, yeah, connecting yeah, the two dots, I think comparing them is very different because obviously one of them was making decisions which not were great and the other one was a case of studio mixing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think both of those are decisions that aren't great. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> Tom Hooper's doing a Cats film. The guy who directed Les Mis is doing the Cats mo- like musical really? movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's not a sci-fi. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, we were in the middle of the consequences of an obviously bad idea. So, okay, right, yeah. so, so, I think, this, so, uh, this, this, this kid makes all this weird stuff and it's all going a bit wrong, but all the other kids are real into it, so he, ha- he gets this, like, weird sort of factory thing going, I yeah. think. Yeah, okay. Where he's, like, like, all the kids are like, I want my drawing brought to life, and he's, like, churning out more and more okay, weird yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's, here's my twist on this. Mm-hmm. Yep. My twist is that it's not the kid doing this, his parents <gasps> take it to try and make more money. <gasps> it's a whole new zoo! Oh, it's yeah. a different zoo. So oh. it's like a, the first, the first part is him um, in his backyard, yep. making because these things I don't know if they, these things maybe fizzle out after a little while. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So like he, he... he's making them purely out of childish imaginations mm-hmm. and making you know like imaginary friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he gets awards for it because of this incredible. He is a genius. Yeah, it's incredible amazing. stuff, and it gets recognised. Um, and his parents go cool mm. we can make a buck out of this yeah and so they take it try use the machine yeah. and the moral of the story is is don't dampen childhood like childhood imagination because they tried to put their what well, their goals and their wants and on it yeah. and try to if, make they're, these... if they're zookeepers they're trying to make these spectacular animals exactly. they're trying to make things that are even more deadly than before yeah, yeah. exactly they're splicing genes <laughs> Like uh, like a certain park that we all know. Beloved park. Imagination oh Park. Yeah. <laughs> Imagination Park. That's what the new zoo is called. called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagination what, yeah. Park. Um and they're and they're trying to make these massive wild creatures that are big but also playful and yeah. uh, are not carnivorous but also, you know, don't eat plants because yeah. they're trying to save the environment or lives in every single type of environment ever so yeah. they, they don't need a habitat and all that and it just creates this massive blob <laughs> animal yeah they all start morphing together yeah like they're tangled up and they're all made out of crayon yeah like, yeah. Uh, like crayon drawing style yeah and then the movie ends with the little boy uh, kind of like in um, if any of you seen it Mighty Joe Young mm. the little boy coming up to the giant monster that everyone hates and is like, oh, we need to kill it, we need to kill it, and all that lot, and yeah. destroy the machines. Yeah, and he just takes, out. he takes the weird morphed paw yeah. webbed hand of this creature and just goes, don't worry, you can come with me. And they oh. go off in the distance. Oh, that sounds lovely. It, like it unravels yeah. into a into a kind of like a horse dog thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he rides this eldritch monstrosity into the into the exactly, sunset. and that's it. The parents are then taken to prison for child labour, maybe? That sounds like a good yeah. idea, but not a bad idea. But we'll, we'll let the, the, the viewers... Obvious, the obvious consequences <laughs> were stealing stuff from your child and trying to make things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, which one of these ideas was the bad one? Good point. Great discussion topic for film study students. Yeah, perfect. 
Who was the boss? A little footnote. <laughs> Who's the boss? Who's the who is the boss? Who is the boss? <laughs> what is your favourite sci-fi film? Ooh, that is an excellent question. Um, um, I'm gonna have to say just because it's also the most recent one that I have seen um, is I went to the cinema to watch uh, the Blade Runner 26 billion yes that one Uh, and that was (laughs) the first movie that I ever watched in cinema that I went that wasn't a movie that was like an experience oh wow to go through I really really like that movie I should see it in that case it it was it was I mean I had never watched the original Blade Runner so it might have had a different effect on me I watched the first 20 minutes of Blade Runner and got so bored we watched Inkheart instead I, la- I am going to enjoy this little segment because it is going to be the only Life's Pitch podcast ever made where you don't have Tom to give the correct names of films or actors. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> so, crawl <laughs> in those mistakes. Just uh, send in all of the mistakes that we make. Send in the corrections uh, to all of the mistakes we make uh, via... Uh, via Tom. Via yeah. Tom, yeah, if you want to, if you want to uh, tweet... Uh, Tom the director then um, yeah that'd be fine he'll get that sorted he'll, out he'll get yeah. he'll, he'll, he'll line that all up and uh, he, make in sure. fact if he, if he gets his hands on the edit he might just like superimpose his voice doing all <laughs> I was going to say he's going to dub in the, the correct answers <laughs> so when uh, Danny Sporchfield directed um, uh, Blade Runner 20 million yeah yeah um, <laughs> Uh, what what was your favourite like uh, bit? I mean what, what, Catherine Zeta-Jones really uh, as the main character was just fantastic yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, um, as as the Blade Runner yeah, yeah. as the Blade Runner yeah um, the, the 20 millionth of the what, Blade Runner it was line. really really inventive <laughs> for that movie to have the first Ford car as an actual actor yeah. oh um, I mean yeah. it was it was just he, it was um, very, very talented. Yeah. I, I cannot wait to see the Ford car go further. I mean, yeah, having it be a Transformers prequel is a real bold move to combine those two franchises together. Yeah. I can really yeah. see it coming. Yeah. But hey, it worked. It really it, works. It worked. Yeah. It really works. Uh, well done, Danny Sportsfield. You you really you really kicked this, that whole <laughs> cinematic universe off. Kicked it right uh, in the nuts. You know, Michael Bay was failing and, yeah. and we all And then decided... Michael Bay turned up and now it's his biggest hit movie as well exactly but he's an actor instead of a director yeah, yeah. Like, what is he just this? made out of explosions yeah it's, yeah he's permanently exploding it. yeah he's just there he just goes he's like I'm getting down with the sickness he goes <laughs> yeah just that's it yeah it was um, it made me cry that bit <laughs> the movie. it was so emotional the problem uh, is right yeah the only sci-fi movie I can think of right now is iRobot and that is not my favourite, but it's the only one I can think of. What are you of. talking about? Whenever we're at home together, yeah. like, all you talk about is iRobot. I mean, listen, I don't want people to get weirded out by how much I love that film. I don't... I, you yeah. know what? I've never seen you know the middle when, of that film. You know when Will Smith goes, oh, hell no. Yeah. There are robots, probably. 
I really liked that movie. It's pretty good, but I've never seen the middle of it because I remember watching it at school and they brought us a pirate version <laughs> to watch. Okay. They just brought in like a, a dad version. leading so, by example. It skips out. Yeah. There's a bit where he's just, he's at like a house having a shower mm. and then it skips. We think it must skip about 10 minutes of quite important content and then suddenly it's him and this woman on a motorbike riding real fast. And I don't know what happens in between that <laughs> bit because I haven't watched it. Really I, think, I think it's fine if you do it for educational purposes, by the way. Yeah, um, it's probably probably fine. I, I'm right. pretty sure it's probably fine. It's 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 probably maybe absolutely not uh, fine. Have either of you seen Planet Terror? No, I'm no. not expecting you to. But um, there is the, the middle is missing from that movie as well, but on purpose. Mm, um, okay. In which essentially, because it's a grindhouse movie, like it's yeah. it's. Um, the grainy and on a, clearly on a reel sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, and then at one point they're like hiding from zombies in this old but like abandoned diner that they've broken their way into, and all the survivors are there. And then the two main characters start to have a sex scene, and then um, uh, the the sex scene kind of starts, and then the reel catches fire. Oh. Um, and then oh. the like it takes a minute and then you just got like music for a second and then um, uh, when it comes back on um, the house is on fire <laughs> the, the diner is, is on fire and they're trying to escape and you've just nice. missed a huge part of this movie that to be honest is usually the most boring part of zombie movies right Sounds like amazing. waiting for the that piece to break yeah um, is, that's quite clever actually yeah, it's I really, really like that clever um that's very good. Uh, you, was that Rodriguez? Rob Rodriguez? I don't remember. Um, Say it um, is, because if it's wrong, we all know that Tom's going to make yeah, it. That's yeah, that's true. So. It, was t- it was Quentin Tarantino. Yep. Um, <laughs> it was that one. He should change his name to that. Mm. He'd love it. Quentin Tarantino, and he can say, Tarantino. Hey, uh, hey, 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 fellow teens. I am Quentin Tarantino. I'm more teen than any other man. And then he'll uh, drive off, drive off on a skateboard. Also, it's very likely that he will change his name to that because it's Tarantino, and we yeah. all know about his foot fetish. Yeah, that's true. He, he loves Tintos. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> Is Jurassic Park a sci-fi? Film? Yeah, it's got sci-fi elements. That's the best film ever made. Certainly doesn't evoke so, sci-fi mm, constantly. Yeah, um, it's sort of more of a Family warning. Action. <laughs> yeah, it's an event, Wrong. like action adventure, isn't it? Yeah, um, but like it raises philosophical questions in the way that a sci-fi would. Yeah. So, so listen, to try and re- refresh my brain about what good sci-fi... I've looked on um, the Rotten Tomatoes uh, top 110 sci-fi films of all time. Okay. okay. The Hunger Games. Is that a, yeah. on there? Yeah. At, at 61. Really? I don't super think that's a sci-fi film. That's a sci-fi it's a super film? sci-fi. I don't know. I mean, it's more of a teen romance. It's a dystopian future. It shouldn't be romance. The I mean, romance part is the bad bit. It should yeah. be dystopian teen. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's, Young dystopian, adult it's a dystopian future. Punchy. Like they have, they they can like synthesize monsters out of nowhere. Yeah, that I is suppose. true. Is Maze Runner uh, considered a sci-fi? There's a post-apocalyptic uh, sci-fi for sure. Because if Maze Runner is, then I say yeah, sure. Yeah, it makes sense if they're doing like all of them together. But yeah. I think yeah, like it's... to be fair. To be fair, though, the books are it shows more of the sci-fi elements than the movie does. Yeah, the books quite are way better, like substantially. So I'll take it from there. Oh, 
the world's end is also on here yes yeah, oh, yes world's end, yeah world's end is you really sort of forget that something probably fits into a category yeah no, men in black as well crack you wouldn't, you wouldn't think it until mm. halfway through the, through, the, through the movie with uh, yeah. world's end but yeah it's 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 when aliens happened you're like oh mm. oh so this is the diary that's the thing that, that i quite liked about the cornetto trilogy though is mm. that you'll sit down you're guaranteed a comedy and you're guaranteed that you're gonna laugh but anything mm. else it will just happen apart from Shaun of the dead which was quite obvious from the beginning yeah, yeah. like hot fuzz was just oh he's just an officer in this little old town yeah. oh my god someone just got to Capitated yeah. by a church oh, breaking the best, on their head. The best forty, the best last forty-five minutes of a movie. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some greatest. would argue the best movie, but like, yeah. uh, it's, it's in my top five. Mm. Uh, but like, the last forty-five minutes are all payoff for yeah. every piece of setup that you've seen and gone so like, perfect. oh, that's lovely world building. Oh, that's really nice. We've got some nice yeah. character moments. And then you go, oh, those weren't character moments. They were all sneaky setup points for me to be left in this trap where I realise <laughs> I'm in an action movie at the end. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, I love it. Uh, really cool. Uh, so anyway, I'm looking yeah. forward to that because uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are doing another movie together. Mm. I... I think it's being categorised as another Cornetto is it movie. Edgar, basically, is it so written by Edgar sure. Wright? Hmm? So the important thing is, is it written by uh, Peg and Wright? Uh, Edgar Wright and, and Simon Peg, And is it directed by Edgar Wright? That's I'm the, not sure. That's the combination it has to have. So it okay. has to uh, be written by Simon Pegg yeah. and Edgar Wright. Uh, star Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, yeah. and be directed by Edgar Wright. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure about um, Edgar Wright's role in it, but I know Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are doing the movie together. Because mm. that was with that's, that, that was the thing with Paul, right? Like yeah. Paul, um, Nick Frost, and Simon Pegg wrote that together. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's and, not a Cornetto movie, and yeah. it's not a Cornetto movie because Edgar Wright didn't direct it um, yeah. or write it. Um, uh, good movie. That's a very shame, good about, movie. shame about the Rogan, right? Like, uh, but the rest of it, <laughs> pretty great. Yeah, I still, um, I still really a, like Paul Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, well, this is the thing, right? Everything well, she's also, done is perfect. She's never done a bad thing in her life. But also, <laughs> like, hope. why did Seth Rogan have to ha- be the weed jokes alien? I mean, like, I've got no good answer for it. Choose it's... someone else and don't put the weed jokes in. I mean. <laughs> It's, are we like safe to say it's like his typecast now? Yeah, it's not. He, he he did this to himself. Who yeah, else would like? Yeah, cast? exactly. Like <laughs> no, in the form of saying typecasting, as in that's the role that yeah. they'll always be given. Mm. Not despite the fact of that, he absolutely built this up for himself. It's yeah. like the um, the main actress from uh, the scary movie trilogies. Oh yeah, like, uh, yeah. that was a thing of yeah. That was her own typecasting. Because, I mean, yeah, and also the director wanted her in there every movie. Yeah. She's got a good podcast now, though. Oh, breaking out. Nice. She's, she's pretty good. Um, who uh, would you cast as Paul, Matt, if you, you were recasting? Who uh, would you cho- Danny DeVito. Obvious choice, actually. No, I even bothered. This is my new favourite yeah. Twitter thing that's going around, is if you can recast one film where everybody's Muppets apart from one character... What film would you pick? Labyrinth. Everyone is recast as Muppets except for uh, Jareth the Goblin King David Bowie. That'd be good. Um, Wouldn't be much of a change. Just be no Sarah. <laughs> Literally, Sarah would just be a Muppet and that would be it. <laughs> Think about it for a sec. <laughs> yeah. That'd no, be a better fair. movie. Um, that is fair. 
Oh, I'm trying to think of one now. Oh, come back to me. One I'm going to have to think about this. One I saw was Mad Max Fury Road and Tom Hardy yeah. is the only person. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, yeah, the Christmas Carol, uh, but the Muppets oh. version. Uh, there are no humans in that. I would recast it so it's just Muppets. I really like Muppets. Yeah. Muppets are great. Just, Muppet. Oh my... Um, uh, so recently in London in the O2 Academy yeah. uh, they Muppets had a show and it was Muppets going into space and they got David Tennant to react his role as the no. Doctor and he came on stage that's pretty amazing and it was amazing I read a news article about it and I was so jealous the best part was like halfway through the show when the O2 Academy blasted into space <laughs> yeah that was the best part did you see Muppets in space? Mm. I saw a Muppets movie about the my least favourite Muppet talking about family a lot. Uh, okay, who's your least favourite? Is that the one? The one with the hookery nose. How is how is Gonzo your least favourite Muppet? Gonzo yeah. was always my Gonzo and Rizzo were the two best Muppets. Oh, okay. Mm. When um, I was little, I when now, you're little, I'm sure. Like, mm. Yeah, but no, Oscar that... Oscar Grouch for me. Oh, oh and Cookie Monster, th- those. Yeah, favorite. All right. Oh no, Cookie Monster is Sesame, Sesame Street. Sesame Street. Yeah, oh, I'm getting that. Oh, I'm getting Sesame Street. Similar Muppets family. Mixed up. Similar family, I think. Yeah. Sesame In which case, oh no. Um, uh, it's a monster, isn't it? There's a there's a there's a big. The red guy. One red guy plays nose. drums. Yes, animal. Animal. Oh. That's animal the one. Is a monster. Great guy. Uh, animal is my favorite. Like Kermit the Frog. Good Kermit's, one. Kermit's a good boy. He is a friendly boy. Yeah. Friendly. Who likes to drink tea. Yeah. and sing out on a lily pad and he does that yeah. face that like the hand face yeah or oh. like he pulls his pulls his lips in it's obviously like a hand in a puppet thing yeah. but it's such a like he's good... such a relatable face I like Kermit Kermit the Frog is my favourite Muppet that's such a basic choice Matt don't Rizzo's, care Rizzo's the don't best care one. it's I like fucking you. it's like it's like people shit on Superman and Captain America and you know what they're good too. You know what? To, to be to be honest, my favourite is Animal, but I think my second is Kermit. I'm going for zero percent edge today. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the most milk toast vanilla man <laughs> sitting in the middle of the road. Do you know what? Best ice cream flavour, vanilla. Best uh, uh, Avenger, Captain America. Actually, no, Tony Stark. Is the best Avenger. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, let's see. The best book. Best book. Um, ooh, ooh. I mean, I I have my vanilla answer already. Of mice and I've men. Got... Oh, mine's oh. mine's uh, the English go... dictionary. Yeah, I was gonna say the dictionary. Oh, it doesn't have to be boring. You just have to be middle of the road. Mice and men is generally accepted. Quite a good book. Yeah, yeah, it is. Right, but Kermit the Frog is a genuinely good Muppet. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's true. <laughs> like Tony Stark is a genuinely good Avenger. Yeah, yeah. Of Mice and Men is universally acclaimed and just generally a good book. That's it's true. difficult to argue that it's not. Yeah. So that okay. That's I'll, where I'll I'm at. That. I, that's I, where I'm at with Matt the yeah. Milk Toast Vanilla Man. <laughs> I really do like that book because I studied it and then was just like. Oh, yeah, this is actually just a fantastic book to read. <laughs> yeah. I only read it, like, 
three years ago. Really? Yeah, never studied it. Oh, it's good oh, fun. It's great. It's, it's, real, it's, it's great. Made me, made me cry on a train. When we were reading yeah. it out in class, I played I played Lenny. Oh. And I, well, I was happy for a brief moment. <laughs> you were. <laughs> just wanted a bunny. Did just want a bunny. It's like flowers for Algernon. Don't read that on a train. Jesus no. Christ, you're going to cry about a mouse. <laughs> yeah. You're going to cry real hard about a mouse. I think one of my one of my favourite books that I read, but also was the, one of the most disturbing books that I ever read, mm-hmm. um, was a book called The God of Small Things, mm. which I studied for um, my IB yeah. uh, English Lit degree. Mm. Uh, and it it focuses on the caste system, um, system uh, in... Uh, India mm. uh, yeah. quite a while back and it is a book where it it has um, incest it has uh, like paedophilic scenes Ooh. it is like a very graphic book yeah but with all of that in you read it and it's just like you really like even though like ah, oh, you really feel for the characters and it's a really interesting story to read and the way that it's written as well I've I don't mm. remember the author um, but it is it is not done in chronological order, so oh, you're jumping from scenes to scenes. Sounds like it's controversial, so I'm not interested, I'm afraid. Oh uh, yeah, sorry, um, sorry, vanilla match. <laughs> sorry, my bad. What's what's the most vanilla film you can think of? What's the, what is universally good? Mm-hmm. Sea biscuit. Ooh, I've never seen that. that. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't. Don't know comment. about that. No. Yeah. What's the most universally loved film that's actually like no one actually really wants to watch it? Finding that... Nemo. Oh, fucking love Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. I love Finding Nemo. Yeah, we, we were just saying that they don't have to yeah, be terrible. No, this, movie. Yeah. It feels like it's lagging off, don't you? What about the first Toy Story? Yeah. The second yeah. one's obviously better. It's true. Is it? Is that true? I think so. I 100%. Is that true? I see this is it because I find um, plot lines based around like conflict between people because of a basic misunderstanding yeah. really off put me off a film. That doesn't happen in, but in also, Toy Story Toy Story 2. I do like three. the body horror of Sid's house. I knew you liked Sid's house. Yeah. Um, so ooh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, uh, I agree. I like Toy Story 2. Because um, everyone is on the same side, and um, uh, nothing scary happens. And Dennis Nedry plays the same character from Jurassic Park once again. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a toy version. They're <laughs> <laughs> not dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Dennis Nedry's great, though, isn't he? Oh, problem yeah. is, right? I'm sure he's lovely, but I could never trust him. No. No, I've been ingrained from a child. Don't he trust was, Dennis was Nedry. He, he was in Torchwood, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah. What? I think he was in the the, the late one of the later episodes of Torchwood when they went, when they went to America. Oh Jesus! Okay, right. I'm gonna have to IMDb this because I need to watch it like a million percent. Dennis is his name actually Dennis Nedry or is that his character name in Jurassic Park? I don't know. You're you're supposed to be the Jurassic Park person. I've only seen Listen, it like twice. You've only seen the best film I've made. It's not true. It is the greatest film. Okay. Richie Rich is the best film ever made. You're lying again. He's got a roller coaster in his back garden. Um, that, that doesn't make it the best movie um, in the world. Oh, his character <laughs> name. <laughs> the look I am getting. Oh. 
His character name is Nedry. His real name is Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight? Of course he fucking is. He was in Dirty Dancing. Was he in Torchwood or not? I don't know. Hold on. <laughs> Wayne Dennis Nedry. Wayne, listen. Flipping dingus. I knew exactly who you meant. Yeah. Of course I knew who you meant. Because he's in Toy Story 2. He's in Kung Fu Panda 3. Well done him. Doc McStuffins. To go further back He's in than more that. stuff than this. How? He's in Penguins of Madagascar. He is in Torchwood. He's in Torchwood when oh, they go to America. Shit. Maybe I need to watch Torchwood. You probably don't. Okay. I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I've heard good things. I've only heard good things about Torchwood. I watched Ooh. one. Watch, the, watch the first episode. Okay. And when one of the people who you're supposed to empathise with for the rest of the series effectively date rapes someone you um yeah. you okay. might you might reconsider oh but i mean i've not seen this i'm going by what people have said if you skip the first episode you might have a good time yeah. <laughs> all right i'm only i watched the really serious like four-parter that was like all the kids were being kidnapped and it ends with john brown and uh, okay that's great mm. do something uh, bad uh, weird yeah really good Really good. The, the specials were fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, the the series was camp as hell, um, and the first episode in particular was supposed to showcase that uh, humans aren't supposed to have this level of technology. Right. Like it's it's like oh they've got all these artifacts. Each member of the Torchwood crew is secretly going home and using one of the artifacts to fix their life or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um. Uh, and 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 one of them is something that can makes anyone fall in a, a, a perfume that can make anyone fall in love with you. So it's like yeah yeah he's mm, going out him. to club right yeah yeah I've got uh, it. I never mess yeah. with potions of love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The sea genies have got it. Yeah, genies, genies have got, got it. Them Can't down. make people fall in love with you. You know yeah. what? In genies case they get charged, genies are pretty yeah. wholesome. Genies Aladdin. Are Aladdin's my favourite movie. Aladdin, yeah. yeah. Um, what is my favourite movie of all time? I. That's that's Vanilla Matt, by the way. That's Vanilla Matt. Brazil what? is my real favourite movie. Oh right, oh v- v- Vanilla Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. I I don't know. I th- I mean I'm gonna have to go. Probably Studio Ghibli for me. Yeah. Uh, Howl's Moving Castle is definitely up there. What about Vanilla Shannon? Well, Vanilla, Vanilla Shannon's favourite. Oh, what does Vanilla Shannon like? <laughs> I don't know. We you don't conceptualise a whole uh, new character yeah, me, <laughs> you've me, never spoken to. Me and Vanilla Shannon, you know, it's a long-distance relationship. Mm. <laughs> um, Lion King's a good, good shout as well for Vanilla. Uh, vanilla I think that Vanilla yeah. Jenny's favorite. I think Vanilla Tom's favorite movie is um, Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Tom's favorite movie. Actually, Vanilla Tom. Oh yeah, that's yeah. fine. That's alright yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe Vanilla Tom's favorite movie is Home Alone 2 Oh yeah, Vanilla Tom's favorite movie. He's screaming it in, in the chip in the back of my yeah. head. He's letting me know that's that's, that's the correct answer. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Right. Bye. Bye.